Um, I'm not going to have a lot of time to talk about this uh, in the actual episode, so I wanted to talk to you now. Uh, I was going over my my years, and um, video games used to be better, mm. and now they are worse. <laughs> and that is my ex- thesis statement: is that video? I would take one of the quarters of any of either of my years over any year of the past decade, except maybe 2017. But video games used to be better, now they're worse. Do you think it's a Beatles situation where, like, like my dad was saying, like, well, when I grew up, I had the Beatles, and you have, uh, you know, freaking Jewel. It, it's like that, except if my answer was, Dad, uh, the bands today are better, except the only band was Fortnite. And that <laughs> was the only band that existed. And also, they didn't have a Metacritic back in Beatles times, and now we do. So we have, like, numerical data yeah. Yeah. proving that games used to be better. And I'd be curious to hear everybody's thoughts on why they think that censorship is the reason for that and censoring all the cool, sexy stuff that used to be in games. Russ, Mm -hmm. you were talking right before we started recording about how political correctness ruined games. Right. Not already, guys. If you could just speak on that. With the, uh, you know, feeling uh, snowflakes and... um, Sure. You were specifically saying... Fresh saw one episode of Bill Maher and it's really digging deep to remember what happened. (laughs) Etc. You were saying how in a lot of your favorite games, back in the day, if the camera looked up accidentally a skirt, you would see underwear. And now it's just a shadow. And you were talking about how that's bad and has ruined games. Russ was saying (laughs) all that. Speak to that, please, Speak on that right now, Russ. Have have you guys thought about how, like... play soldier of fortune back in the day and you could blow off every limb and like yes. pinky individually and you cool. can't do that anymore like no. no it's just full hands now no yeah. <laughs> i need the fingers to feel it My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best year of all time. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I'm the chronomancer who knows and will rank all of the years. My name is Chris Plant, and pretty much any year is better than 2020. My name is Russ Farchick, and I'm the best thing of the years. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in interactive entertainment. It's a uh, book club, but for video games, a game of the year show that goes all year long. And uh, this year, we, we are now changing up the format. Remember a, f- a couple months ago, we got really excited because games were back. Mm. And I have bad news. <laughs> games have been excused <laughs> from the building. Games are no longer back. They are they are gone from us. But the show, as they say, has to continue. And as a result, we have sh- shaken up our format a little mm. bit. And Chris Plant's here to tell you all about it. We are going to talk about the best year in video games, and we need your help on deciding it. So we're going to run a bracket. Uh, This episode goes live on a Friday, and we're going to give you eight years to choose from, uh, and you'll vote on our Twitter feed. Uh, The first eight on Friday, the uh, next four on Saturday, the bottom two on Sunday, and then we'll have a winner of the best year in video games. And once we have that year, we're going to launch a mini-series in which we will do episodes on the best games from that year. So say, I don't know, 2017, because that's a pretty good year, uh, was the winner. We would be talking about Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and, uh, I I don't know, probably like Nier Automata. Like that would probably (laughs) be a thing that we would talk about. Um, yeah. that's, that's the basics of it, right? So we're, do we, I, I mean, I feel like we can just say that 2017 is going to be the year. Ooh, right? uh, that's a yeah. Tough, that's a tough pick. We got a lot of great arguments. We did 
it's worth noting um this is a march madness style bracket and of course it's it's april now but march was canceled if you'll remember uh so <laughs> didn't happen. we did they didn't do march this time so we uh we had to do it in april um you're probably getting excited about this series as we explain it, but a little bit worried. So let me go ahead and assuage your fears right now. We are going to take a break from it the week of May 12th so that we can talk about the remaster of Star Wars Episode One: colon racer. Um, <laughs> colon racer. <laughs> colon racer. So don't uh, don't sweat that. Um, we'll be there to cover it and talk about our yeah. favorite pod pod racers. And we and we sh- we owe credit, by the way, for for the inspiration, of course, for this format to. Uh, one of my favorite po- podcasts, Blank Check, and I know so, several of you are fans too. They do this for uh, directors. We are doing it for years. Uh, At least for so right now. We might expand it beyond. We, might, yeah. yes. we should go ahead and copyright it, as, as, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying, so we can sue them if need be. Um, listen, let's start making pitches for the greatest year in video games. I'm so excited to dig in. I had a lot of fun going back over my years, so... Uh, Chris Plant, do you want to lead us off with your? You began. You, you I see you squeaked in a few mm. minutes, kind of breaking Robert's rules of order there. <laughs> so we should we ground rules it? Should we okay, ground so, rules it? Because we we talked about this before, though. Is are we? Let's establish. Are we talking about the best year, our favorite year, the most important year? Like I think that this is an important like framing discussion before we really launch into it. I, I mean, those those are all going to blur together. I think pretty quickly, right? Like. Yeah, I think we should also bear in mind that we are going to have to play the games from this year. That, I yes. think, actually what Don't Griffin says is, is the deciding metric, right? <laughs> what is the year that we would most want to return to to play the games from? Because that is what we will do. So that will right. – you, you can't, like, uh, sort of stroke your beard and be like, Commander Keen was very important to – no. <laughs> fuck you. You don't want to go back and play Commander Keen. So, like, we, we want y'all playing these games too. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got to play them too. So you have a vested interest. Yeah, right. so we're gonna. Justin, you mentioned giving me two minutes. To Does that try seem to... fair? If we have two minutes for each year, does that seem that? Is are, are we gonna go beyond of, the two minutes to go deeper? Yeah, after or the initial it... pitch, we can discuss. Okay, initial pitch is two minutes. Got it. We okay. just have to keep the follow up to like a minute to keep everything fair for everybody. Okay, right. Okay, okay. Let's go. I, I'm Chris ready. Plant, begin. 2017. It's the turning point for the video game medium, uh, especially in the modern era of it. It's an evolution of open world games from action uh, games in these like very beautiful but rigid spaces like Horizon Zero Dawn to games that are fundamentally about exploration like Breath of the Wild. Uh, it's the launch of games that are critiques of games. We talked about this last week and the week before with Nier Automata and Resident Evil 7 Remake. Uh, it launched arguably the biggest genre of this decade uh, with PUBG and Battle Royale. It had some of the best indie games of ever. Uh, Universal Paperclips, Getting Over It, Butterfly Soup, and arguably, don't give me that look, uh, genre touchstones. Uh, Persona 5 for JRPGs, Destiny 2 for shooters, Prey for immersive sims and i i have all this extra time left welcome to talking about gravity rush 2 friends gravity oh, rush no. 2 uh was available on the playstation 4 it's a sequel to one of the best games ever made gravity rush maybe you played it on the playstation vita uh and i see the rest of my time to you see you see the other games you see the other games on this list that we are talking about today and you're like but you know what can hang with uh ocarina <laughs> of time you know it can hang with with uh, uh uncharted Gravity Sounds Rush like somebody who didn't two. finish Gravity Rush 2. That's all. Sounds I'm like saying. somebody didn't start Gravity Rush 2. <laughs> wow. wow. It was a wow. good game. Wow. It was okay. It, what I'm saying is 2017 
pretty good year. I, Did you mention I, the fact that the Switch came out that year? Was that part of your pitch? You were speaking. Did you say I, I didn't even? I, I, I guess it's just such a good year that I had. I did have to fit in Gravity Rush too. So, it was a very uh, good. I think it's the only good year of the last decade in terms of like oh, our our yeah. list. It's the only one that. <laughs> well, it is literally it. in terms of I our mean, list. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best year of the past decade. I think because I remember talking Certainly. about the seven, the sevens being so hot, and I think you'll see that going back through this list. Like any year that ends in seven in the last thirty years has been like pretty damn good for video games. Now, my um, counter argument, even though hmm. I was the one that initially suggested twenty seventeen to be included in this, is. Maybe I don't want to just do besties episodes from three years ago. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have already replayed Breath of the Wild all the way through twice. Uh, I don't necessarily think that it's it's it would be the most eye opening conversation to be like, hey, it's still fucking really good. Yeah, it's my still dad's s- still playing it. It's a good game. Uh, we wouldn't be educating the youth. Um, can I hop in and make a quick pitch? Let me see yeah, my timer because I got a lot of games. It's different from. 2017 in that way because there's a lot of great okay <laughs> I began uh, 1996 was unreal okay you had not not unreal <laughs> you had uh, first off the Nintendo C24 and the Game Boy Pocket if you want to talk hardware to like awesome Game Boy Pocket's an awesome evolution of uh, the Game Boy N64 is of course uh, a, a, a massive console um, let's talk games Duke Nukem 3D huge <laughs> yeah. formative uh, the first Pokemon game 1996 okay. in Japan Super Mario RPG yes thank you I will have it Resident Evil mm, the first one of those Super Mario 64 are you kidding me Quake massive uh, 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 Crash Bandicoot first one of those the first Persona game uh, the Griffin, first have you t- played the first Persona game sorry yeah, to interrupt that's right, no, that's right. Uh, the first <laughs> Tomb Raider game okay then uh. Uh, oh, Mario Kart 64. If you want to get a little, you want to go below the surface a little bit. That's just the top tier first string games. You want to go below the surface a little bit. Uh, let's talk about uh, Metal Slug. The first Metal Slug came out that year. Uh, sequels. The Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall. Not a lot of people played that, but it seems impressive. <laughs> Tekken 2. An excellent Tekken oh, game. Yeah. We can all agree on that. Uh, did I mention Pilot Wing 64? Because that fully was in 1996. Dead or Alive, first Dead or Alive, 1996. Uh, and I think, the, the first off, I also have to mention Ripper, excellent FMV adventure starring Christopher <laughs> Walken, a very bored Christopher Walken. Uh, excellent, excellent game. Uh, but the, the the cherry on the top, when I saw this, I was like, okay, I th- this year is, is, is going over the top. And it is uh, Die Hard Trilogy, <gasps> which fucking rules. And nobody talks about. Is that the one where he ass. runs down the hallway and punches people in the face? No, that's just that's one Die of Hard the Arcade. three games. It's, it's three sh- different games on one disc. A genre bending adventure. Oh, yes. That's my time. Uh, can I uh, make my my counterpoint very succinct? Um, 1996. What if all of your favorite franchises before they were fun? I mean, yeah. it's not a bad point, but I think you could probably leverage that argument against a couple of the years in here. Oh, if and anything, I'm prepared to. <laughs> my, stu- my, like, looking into these years really opened my eyes to how many uh, sequels of these games ended up being much, much better than the original game, which is such a, like, interesting little quirk of the video games industry. Uh, I, will grant, I will grant you, by the way, that this is, um, it, it's sort of the inverse of the 2017 because it's maybe more yeah. historic than it is like mm. 
fun to play good like like very I mean these are all really important games right with the exception of maybe Duke Nukem 3D <laughs> uh, but they're really important games are they I mean I think I play Blood Omen again Blood Omen Legacy Kane I bet if yeah. they would polish that one up it's not I mean Soul Reaver is better but uh, I and Die Hard Trilogy is probably not as good as I remember probably none of these are but well, is here's it, an interesting 64, one Mario 64 is unimpeachable well here's yeah. what I'm gonna say is this the best Super Mario year, year ever hmm with both Super Mario RPG and RPG. Super Mario 64 in the same year yeah, I, I think that the 96, 97, 98 block, which I won't belabor this point because we're also going to dive into those, is such an interesting little cluster because it's like the 3D flip. And yeah. during that 3D flip, it you like inarguably is when what we know as video games today was pretty much firmed up in terms of like franchises released and genres like being invented and coalescing and like I, like looking at the games across those three years it's like oh well that's all of them that's all the games that we're still playing today um yeah out of curiosity just around the horn what of those two years would you get if you guys were voting in this poll where would you go between 2017 and 1996 we're not going to bias our listeners because they don't uh care what we think really it, i found um, I would rather replay two. the. I would rather replay the games from '96. I think 2017 is a much better year in terms of 2017 was such a fluke, crazy great year. It's tough for me to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't give you an answer right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, can you give me an answer about the year 2011? As a matter of fact, I can. The year was 2011. Are you starting the clock? Oh, it started, baby. Adele's rolling in the deep. <laughs> Here was climbing up the charts, as was LMFAO's Party Rock Anthem. Hide your daughters, hide your wives. In theaters, Harry <laughs> Potter, part, Deathly Hollows Part 2, screamed into theaters showing the climactic end of the Harry Potter franchise. And the AV Club really, really liked the show Louie. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> um, also, gone. also came out this uh, that same year. Uh, 2011 brought us Portal 2 was the last time uh, Valve released an actual video game since Half-Life Alex. so it's been quite a step. Portal 2, for what it's worth, one of my top five games ever. Um, Skyrim came out that year. It was the first time Skyrim came out, not the last time. It came out about 16 times after that, but this was the first time. Uh, Minecraft came out that year, 1.0. Minecraft, in case you're still wondering, still a thing, still very popular. Quite large. As is... Nintendogs. I still feed my Nintendog every day. <laughs> also came out in 2011. Um, it was the year of the 3DS, which was uh, a pretty good console. I didn't love it, but whatever. Not a good launch, but a <laughs> not a great console. launch. But Nintendogs. And uh, I also wanted to call out Binding of Isaac, which is a game that I've sunk countless, countless hours into. Um, yeah, it's. A, I, I would say this is like a very, uh, in parts formative in the sense of like Minecraft, and in parts like just stellar game making ability in in the case of like portal 2 and skyrim so it's interesting i don't think it's the strongest year by any means but it has like a, a selection of precious precious gemstones and that, that really like, is yeah i, think I would it, fuck I, with any of those man let's talk let's talk about the fucking fruit you left on the vine here though russ i don't know how deeply you dug into this year did you maybe just kind of copy and paste what plant wrote for you because did you, did you notice what, when i mentioned LMFAO's Party Rock Anthem. <laughs> what about what about Batman Arkham City came out that year? Oh, I missed Batman. that one. Yeah, I searched a, best games one. of 2011. Weird. <laughs> yeah, Batman dive. Arkham City, well-known, popular, very good game. 
game that is probably my favorite of that franchise. Did you really? Batman Arkham City was your favorite of the franchise? Why? What's the best one? No. Probably Arkham Asylum, the first one. No. Too spooky. Captain America Super Soldier was that year, too. Not a great game. Overrated, in my opinion. That was pretty fun, I thought. It was okay. Totally fine. Did I forget Um, anything else? Griffin, uh, 2007. L.A. Noir. Oh, my gosh. Faces. We've spent enough time on 2011. Dan Reichert's in that game. It's disqualified. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, weirdly, uh, a, a an HD re- re-release of a franchise that I was just thinking about that I'd forgotten existed until recently. Um, MDK2. Oh, yeah. MDK. Oh, damn. Oh, Why did everyone wild. love that game? It was like a fun enough shooter. Like, eh, yeah, it's okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man uh, Edge of Time came out that year, which is notably... One of the worst things I've ever <laughs> had to endure. Uh, okay, 2007 okay. was a massive, massive, massive year uh, in terms of establishing uh, the much like uh, the cluster of years I talked about before, establishing like the franchises and genres that we are still playing today. Uh, 2007 was sort of the zenith of the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 era uh, and was such a powerful zenith that I would say it also went on to define the PlayStation 4, Xbox One era. These were the games that released in 2007. Bioshock, Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, Mass Effect, uh, Halo 4, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Orange Box slash Portal, Super Mario Galaxy, Rock Band. In that list, you have... Uh, a series of franchises that would go on to be the biggest games, the blockbuster games, the like E3 capstone uh, surprise announcement games uh, that would continue until, you know, they either fizzled out or reached their natural conclusion over the course of the next, you know, I guess 13 years. Uh, And you also just had uh, fucking really, really, really very good games. Orange Box is, will go down in history as one of the best packages of video games ever 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 released uh if you could only buy one video game that year and it was orange box you'd probably be okay you also had the uh dying of the of the sun well that's maybe unfair you had at its short-lived critical mass the uh peripheral based uh uh, rhythm genre which i adored and still to this day get extremely nostalgic for in rock band uh which defined like from a very personal level like my college experience playing rock band at every fucking party I went to for a very long time. Like that game is uh, very culturally, I think, important, if not sort of uh, uh, necessarily like important to the landscape of games today. But every other thing <laughs> released in 2007 is. Now, that being said, this point was made earlier. The sequels to most of these games were much, much better. I do not want to play Uncharted 1. I would much rather play <laughs> Uncharted 2. Uh, Mass Effect 1 is a fine game. Mass Effect 2 beats the shit out of it. Assassin's Creed 2 beats the shit out of it. Bioshock is probably the my favorite of Bioshock those. Bioshock 2 um, is very, very good Bioshock as well. 2 Bioshock very, 2 is really, really good. Uh, Portal 2 is very, very good. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is very, very good. Rock Band 2 and 3. Like every game I listed, you could argue that the sequels are better, but this is the year that sort of set those up. Uh, so I'm almost arguing against myself because I don't necessarily want to go back and play Assassin's Creed 1 again. Holy shit. I would rather eat my own head <laughs> than do yeah, that. that. was a very boring Very boring, game. very bad game, but... Uh, Kristen Bell's we, in it, though. Kristen Bell's in it, and we loved that shit back then. And hey, did you mention Crackdown? <gasps> was Crackdown in 2007? Crackdown was in 2007, yeah. Good Lord. Um, and I think uh, Dirt... I think Dirt was released in 2007. Fucking Peggle? 
Yeah. Heckles, Heckles 2007. We, we haven't talked about the seeding of the bracket uh, yet. God of but- War 2. God of War 2 on PlayStation 2. It, it, it was We're reaching past uh, timelines for this year, 2007. 2007 is number two seed in our bracket. Right. To give you an idea of like how significant we, we yeah. already think it is. What a while. Yeah, this is a while. This is actually... Also, I feel like a little... 2007 was the year I started working for Joystick. Yeah. So this this is... It, it's weird because I had to be very familiar with like... This is the this is the first year where I had to know everything about all these games, uh, so it's like I feel very very close to this this particular year. Yeah, I do also want to mention that in terms of the seating, we actually polled the entire video games industry to determine the seating. So it's actually very very precise and accurate. Uh-huh. Scientific. So if you have any any issues whatsoever, just understand. 350 people submitted their votes and these are the seeds. So yeah, like take it up with Will Wright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who I appreciate for his participation. Thank you so much, Will. What an honor. Just to say it again. He's a big fan. Um le- listen, why don't we, unless we have something else to say about 2007, um let's uh let's take a quick break and come back with some more great years. Y'all You already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, 
You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay. I know that I was very hot on uh 2000 and uh, sorry I was very big on 1996 I remember you guys remember 90s kids 90s kids do remember it was a different era 90s kids remember that I love 1996 but 2004 makes 1996 look like a fucking dog turd (laughs) and I'm sorry that I ever said anything nice about uh, 2004 or sorry about 1996 because 2004 fucking rules are you ready I'm, I'm ready time for my presentation Hello, and welcome to 2004, a TED Talk by Justin McElroy about the best year in video games that ever was. Are you ready for this fucking shit? World of Warcraft is 2004. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. That's KOTOR 2, which is a fucking seminal. Ninja Gaiden? I think I will actually play Ninja Gaiden again. It's fucking great. Mafia, the first Mafia game. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah, Metroid Zero Mission, an excellent sort of reimagining of the first Metroid game. Uh, ooh, how about this one? Tenchu Wrath of Heaven. I think oh. I would love to play Tenchu again. Far Cry, yes. Final Fantasy XI, can't play it anymore. Still kicks ass. Who's that coming up? Oh my God, jumping over the turnstile. It's City of Heroes? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, City of Heroes is joined by its manager, Red Dead Revolver, which is also in the ring. Uh, who and oh my God, look at the balcony! It's Thief, Deadly Shadows. <gasps> oh my God! And over shadows. there, there's a a, a, a a ventilation shaft. Someone's climbing out of it with an ice pick. It's Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. Oh my! I gotta God. blow through the rest of these because it's so fucking crazy. Uh, 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 Legend of Zelda: Four Swords Adventures. PsyOps, the MindGate conspiracy. Thank you. Yeah. I will play PsyOps again. Spider-Man 2. First game, Spider-Man game to actually get swinging right. Fable is 2004. <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront is two, the original Star Wars Battlefront is 2004. Yeah. Thug 2? 
Yes, please, Thug 2. Oh. Um, and then I'm not even off the bit. Like, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Counter-Strike Source, Killzone, EverQuest 2, Halo 2, Metroid Prime 2, Half-Life 2, Gran Turismo 4, and Gary's Mod. This year is wild. Did you say I, Burnout okay. 3? Did you say Burnout 3 Takedown? Yeah, Burnout 3. Yeah, Burnout 3 Takedown is in is, is in that year. Katamari Damacy. Um, uh, it, just to keep, just like I'm out of time, but just so like to be fair to this year because there's it's so fucking jam packed. Sly Two, The Sims Two, Jeff Def Jam Fight for New York has its place. Jeff Cyber- D- Jeff Dam Fight for New York is also in there. <laughs> Jeff Dam. Uh, I'm Jeff Siberian Dam, and I love cussing. What's Wait, up? Uh, <laughs> uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Yeah. Um, do you remember Monolith's Tron Two? I forgot that existed. Yeah, that Ooh. game rocked. It ruled. Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Bejeweled 2. Okay, Prince where Persia are you at? Did you, did you, wait, no, no, you, you, there's a big one zero. that you have not mentioned. Did you mention Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines? Thank you, Chris. That was very m- next on my list. At right after Battlefield Vietnam, Painkiller, Hitman Contracts, okay. Man Hunt, Tales of Symphonia, Doom 3, <laughs> okay, Beautiful no. Joe, <laughs> Pikmin 2, Burnout 3 Takedown. This list is f- 2004. Is f- I, I was, I, I, I'm sorry there were so many great games in 2004. I can't stick to my own fuck, fucking rule. That game, it, that year is absolutely out of control. No year can beat it. It's so wild because, like, I think it's not nearly. It's not the genre or franchise defining like year of this list, but it's definitely the most like joyful little grab bag, joyful little used game bin uh, at <laughs> yeah, babbages there, I could ever imagine. I mean, there is a case for it being like the a big cultural shift too, because it effectively decimates the video game publishing market because everybody tries to make an MMO after WoW, and mm-hmm. Half Life Two marks the launch of Steam, which changes yeah. how games wow. are sold uh i full uh, like wholeheartedly hope that that year wins just hearing that list like there's so many of those that i would absolutely kill to go back and oh play. sorry one more because i want to make sure the readers know about it uh drakengard uh the oh, yeah. game that leads to near automata uh is in that year and we will definitely play it if if you choose 2004 drakengard's the one with the lady and the dragon right and the, yeah and their eye becomes a flower <laughs> uh, Sounds good. I, I want to hit next with 1998, which hits that trio of years that I talked about. Uh, it is coming in, uh, you know, obviously at the tail end of that trio of years, and it's following up on a lot of the stuff that 1996 sort of established, namely Resident Evil 2 came out, which is, uh, I think for a long time, you could argue is the best Resident Evil game, and recently had a very, very good re-release. I think that this is the year of like, oh, well, this is the year where the best like versions of certain franchises or certain genres came out and stayed the best for a very, very long time. You had Metal Gear Solid came out in 1998. You had Half-Life, the original, came out in 1998. Uh, Ocarina of Time came out in 1998. Pokemon Red and Blue came out in the States in 1998. Justin tried to claim it for 1996, and I think that that's fine. Justin... it's a uh, Japanese release. What it's a Japanese release. Uh, Starcraft came out in in ninety eight. Uh, a very I've never actually played Starcraft, so that would be maybe an interesting one to go back to. Uh, Fallout two, a fucking phenomenal uh, CRPG, came out in nineteen eighty eight. And speaking of fucking phenomenal seminal CRPGs, you have Baldur's Gate that came out in nineteen ninety eight. Again, like I think if you could fuse those three years together, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, you would create like an unstoppable, unkillable Voltron. But I think that this is where, like, the 3D gaming transition era had 
like reached a comfort zone that you know then i think you could safely say that the transition was over i think nintendo really nailing the 3d transition of one of its major franchises in ocarina of time like represented like okay they've they have more or less figured it out at this point yeah i think it's yeah. a i think it's a huge huge year i'm torn between like which year in that mid 90s period is like the most important but i think you could make a pretty solid case for 98 yeah I, I think 98 is like the year i hate to say this because none of these games are that mature but the year that like gaming became a mainstream grown-up hobby well, obviously yeah, plenty of adults were playing but, and metal gear yeah, yeah but I like think, metal gear yeah. ocarina of time was like significantly more cinematic and mature compared to other games half-life was half-life i mean, it, right. it just feels like a turning point yeah, I, I I mean, Metal Gear Solid was so, like... I, it would be inter- interesting to go back and sort of relitigate the uh, cultural importance and, you know, critical reception to Metal Gear Solid because it was, like... People get annoyed now talking about the movies versus games sort of conversation. When Metal Gear Solid came out, like, that conversation was not tired enough for people to be so exhausted by it that it was, like, full force, like, damn, guys, Hideo Kojima done made a movie. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be fascinating to talk about that again. But, yeah, it's 98. Y'all, are you ready for 2008? You know Please. I am. Here's the thing about 2008 versus 2004. 2004, but better. That's, Whoa. that's basically my entire argument. It's the fran- it, it is the year that all the franchises got amazing and also got, like, experimental. So, Burnout Paradise fun arcadey racing crashing game becomes the beginning of asynchronous open world multiplayer uh gta 4 rockstar is like hey you know this silly uh, crime parody that we have what if we tried to make it high art and create a living and interactive world that will set to philip glass songs and kanye west um far cry 2 clint hawking was like i see that you like shooters but what if i made a game about how shooters suck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was painful to play, but good. Um, Space Invaders Extreme. I know that this seems small, but somebody made Space Invaders decades later and made it feel like a modern game that is amazing. Uh, Prince of Persia, a AAA game without a focus on combat. How did it get made? Um, I don't know what Ubisoft was doing. That's the cell shaded reboot. Yes. of it right not sands of time or anything okay correct yeah it's like the, yeah. the like weird aesthetic what a cool game, game that was yeah, it, it was very cool. cool uh and then there are all the sequels that finally deliver on the potential of the originals rock band 2 persona 4 fallout 3 gears of war 2 fable 2 wild and uh then you toss in the original titles that really haven't been bested except for maybe by their own sequels uh little big planet no More Heroes, Mirror's Edge, Left 4 Dead, Dead Space, and then the beginning of the modern indie game era thanks to Xbox Live Arcade and just easier uh, freeware online. So that means Braid and mm. Spelunky, the original Spelunky. Oh, wow. God. Yeah, it is a, a year. And if we're I looking ex- for a year that's fun, I, I don't know if there's a year on the list that's more just purely enjoyable. That XBLA place. launch argument is pretty fucking heady. That was a that was, that was a so moment. so. I'm trying cute. to remember if Meat Boy came out that year, but it might have been a little bit after. I think that. it might be the year after. I think it might be 2009 or before. It is so wild. I, just to return to Prince of Persia for a second, that that weird anomaly. So they 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 obviously the original Prince of Persia back in the the late 80s, 
Then Prince of Persia kind of got a this rebirth in 2003 with Sands of Time. It was like a platform action game that in, it brought in like time bending mechanics. That 2008 Prince of Persia was like a reboot, basically. Like we're starting over. 2010, you had the Forgotten Sands, which was a sequel to the oh, yeah. previous. Like they're just like never mind, never mind. This we'll go back to the old one. And no, then there's another the franchise. Prince. It's been a decade since one of those came out. Which is why it's time for bring those back. Come on. I don't oh, think yeah. I knew they released a fourth Prince of Persia Sands of Time storyline game. I don't think I, I knew that that one existed, which is a shame because I was for sure working in the industry when that one came out. This was also the year that pushed me to get a PlayStation 3 finally because of Little Big Planet solely. Wow, I'd wow. love to play that game again. We got one more year on the docket. Fresh. Make your, your Fresh. big swing. Don't one. fuck this up, Russ. Year. Now. Hold on. Don't if waste two. If you no, waste you're not a minute, waste thirty seconds on recapping events from the year, right? You don't talk no. about Smash Mouth. Don't talk about Lit. <laughs> okay, here we go. Go. Now the year I have is nineteen ninety seven, and it seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind because Candle in the Wind was the number one song that year. Uh, also, you were met for me by Jewel. Uh, Titanic was top in the charts, and oh, Seinfeld was the most Seinfeld. watched television show on television. I, I replaced my Seinfeld button with a video Armageddon button, so I just gotta let that play. Okay. <laughs> but pretend it's the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> Some games actually came out that year as well. A uh, little game called Goldeneye, uh, as well as Final Fantasy VII, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which invented the Metroidvania format of video games. Um, there, there it is. is. He found it. Found it. Uh, the original Fallout, uh, which was uh, arguably the best, one of the best, if not the best Fallout games ever made. Um, I would certainly say it's better than Fallout 3, which Plant uh, heralded. Um, the original Grand Theft Auto, which is not one of the best Grand Theft Auto games I ever made, but game. it sure made parents angry, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> the original Diablo, uh, the original MDK, which I've never ever played. Um, did I mention Star Fox 64? Because that game was fucking rad, and it invented the Rumble Pack. The origin of the Rumble Pack that came in 1997. You didn't have Rumble before now. You didn't true. know what things felt like. That's so true. Uh, Grand, the- Grand Turismo is like a racing game that people drove in circles mostly. Mm. And uh, Bushido Blade, which Griffin really likes, but I've never played. That's also, Harvest Moon. Harvest oh, Moon and Harvest Moon, yeah, you, well. you could like farm. Boy, howdy, that's a good fucking year. It is a very good year. FF7 and Symphony of the Night, that was a good year to have a PlayStation and a Nintendo 64. And a bad year to have a Sega Saturn. Like and I a pretty bad, well, every year's a bad year to have a Sega Saturn, Chris. <laughs> it's a very good year. Mm. It's not up to us to decide, right? It's up to the audience not to vote to in to this decide. bracket. So Can please. We, it feels cowardly to not at least like make a run and see what we would end up with, right? I'm going to list off the bracket really, really quick so people know what the, the first battles are going to be. Is that okay by everybody? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So, uh, Seed 1 is 1998. That's Resident Evil 2, Metal Gear Solid, Half-Life, Ocarina of Time. Going up against Seed 8. That's 2011 uh, with Portal 2, Skyrim, Little Big Planet 2, Minecraft. Uh, Next up, we got Seed 4, 1997, Goldeneye, Final Fantasy 7, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Going up against Seed 5, 2017, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn, Nier Automata. After that, we have Seed 3, 2004, 
Half-Life 2, World of Warcraft, Halo 2, GTA San Andreas. That year's just so stupidly good. And it is going up against its companion, Seed 6 2008, Burnout Paradise, Rock Band 2, GTA 4, Persona 4. That's going to be uh, my That's favorite uh, battle yeah. of Friday. Uh, seed, the, the, the final round, uh, or final group of these, Seed 2 2007, is Bioshock, Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, Mass Effect, Halo 4, Modern Warfare. Going up against Seed 7, that's 1996. Super Mario 64, Quake, Duke Nukem 3D, Resident Evil. Um, wowza. Yeah. It's a lot right. of good video games. Um, Justin, you're saying that we wanted to kind of share our personal favorites, do you think, so people know where our heads are at? I mean, I, I kind of don't. Uh, you know the more, more now that I think more on it, I don't necessarily want to bias everybody by I making do. us play games that we don't actively like. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hint, hint to them how they could b- best punish us. <laughs> That's fair. Maybe we don't talk about our least favorite years then, Justin, and we could talk mm. about the years that we are because they're going to have to play them too, ostensibly. If they're I have to do anything, I will say this: there is not a single year here that I would be like, oh, yeah, same. Like, this is all going to be fun. I would sort of reiterate what I said earlier about 2017, which is like, maybe, maybe it shouldn't win. It's a very good year, but maybe it shouldn't win because we, too we recent. just lived it. Yeah, and I, I've, uh, honestly, kind of on the same note, like 2007, those games are huge and great, but I don't know how much... It is a year that has been so discussed, and it, it represents franchises that have been just like turned over so so much that i don't know that like i don't know that replaying bioshock is going to like dredge up any new thoughts about bioshock right like i think i've probably heard every bioshock argument that there is to make i don't think anyone's really made any think pieces about bioshock to be honest yeah maybe not um yeah you know what weirdly i feel like um and again i'm i'm sort of letting personal experience color this but like i i kind of think i would go 2008 like yeah. if i had to return to one year it's really good i mean i i was playing a lot it was my second year at joystick so i was playing like and i think the first year i was reviews editor so i was playing a lot of video games uh at that point and i have a lot of really good uh memories i'm worried about some of these how much of a problem do you guys think like availability is going to be for some of these most of them are probably... i mean we're not it's worth ne- remembering like we're not going to be able to play every single game that we've mentioned here right um we're only going to be able to do the ones that we could actually like, i'm pretty sure i couldn't get a hold of Die Hard arcade right like i don't think i think i, I could think, get I you think... a copy I don't want our listeners to have to go through any illegal means. Right. Yeah. Rock Band would also be a difficult sort of experience for me to recreate at this in the middle point. of a I th- pandemic. I will I, mention I've been yes. learning to play the ukulele, so I That's, can actually pull that one off. We're getting we're close. You know, um, I, I think I'm going to tweak the bracket so that uh, 2004 and 2008 don't face each other literally in the first round because it that's too much heartbreak. that's probably a good idea I, I it's it's too sad i'm gonna adjust uh i would i would man look at the list 2008 definitely has some good shit 2004 i think is the one that got me most excited the idea of all four of us having to go and play world of warcraft classic <laughs> to uh recreate that experience is uh fucking hysterical to me uh and you know i'll play i'll play spider-man 2 i'll play burnout 3 takedown any fucking day uh wow that's a good year i think we did it y'all I think we we have made our cases. It is now out of our hands. Oh boy, for better or for worse. Is anybody uh, before we 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 close out the episode? Anybody been playing anything else that's that's fun or interesting? 
Yeah, I've been playing the game where you stare at the six rocks in Animal Crossing and try to get them to move in a very specific spot in Animal Crossing. <laughs> it is the most embarrassing thing I think I've ever done in a video game is covering my entire island with patterns so that the rocks can only spawn in one specific spot. Holy shit, Russ. It is God, Russ. very embarrassing. That's it's really depressing, Russ. I know. Something else, pal. Um I finished FF7 remake and uh again kicks ass and I don't I don't know if we will ever have an opportunity to talk about what that game does. Uh I think we will. I think in like a, maybe a month for a B segment we can talk about the ending cuz man, it, holy shit. It is so cool and so smart. I played a neat thing last night with Sydney. It was a uh, uh an escape room, a virtual escape room that is entirely in um Google Docs. Mm. Um, it's it's presented exclusively through Google Docs. A guy named Anthony Smith made it. If if you he's on Twitter, Anthony B L Smith. Uh, so if you go to his feed, you can find a link to it. Uh, it's just called Escape. Um, but I, I played that last night. It was it was it was neat how he sort of plays with uh, plays with the the format and and the tools. You can't just like close him. the window, huh? You can't. Just I mean, <laughs> I guess in a sense that does. <laughs> That does finish the game. <laughs> uh, I have a recommendation that is not a game. Uh, I finally subscribed to the Criterion channel, which sounds oh, like, boy. oh, hoity-toity, uh, lots of uh, Kira Kurosawa and Louis Benoit. True, that's there. You know what also is there? A little film called Death Race 3000. A little film mm. called Police Story 1 and 2 with commentary. <laughs> there is some very good weird stuff on uh so like, an, uh, uh, like a digital it. Apple TV kind of channel or like a yeah, direct TV it, like it, it's just like channel. Netflix basically, but it, it's okay. just tons and tons of uh Criterion movies. Cool. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you for listening. Um I don't know in terms of email, will we be looking for Probably wait till we figure out the winning year, I would guess. Yeah, check then, our Twitter feed, um, and we'll yeah. put some questions there. Um, yes. Our, our next episode, we should point out, is going to be us discussing the first game we select from the winning year, which we're not going to know until, like, Monday. So if you want to play along, I would say Monday, check in on uh, our, our Twitter feed and see what we're dipping into. Well, and, and vote Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Remember, we're going to do... You know, we'll have one round each day, so we're gonna go through it quick. So make sure you don't don't sleep on that at the Besties Pod. The voting will be will be there. Yes, and uh, that is gonna do it for us. Remember, you can uh, follow and listen for free on Spotify, which you probably already knew. If you want to share the show with folks, um, <clears throat> this would be a fun time to do it, an interesting time. Uh, Besties Fan is the URL to get them straight to our show. And uh, thank you so much for listening until next time uh, my name is Justin McRoy and these are the other guys I don't normally say my name no. but I'm going to say their names Russ Fresh Dick Chris I... Plant Griffin McElroy. I'm not scared <laughs> <laughs> be sure to join us again next time for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games is a Spotify original podcast in association with Vox Media. The show is edited by Jelani Carter. And our theme song is by Ian Dorsch. Besties! Besties.